Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. Today, my guest is Victoria Gonzalez. Victoria is a Reiki master, 200-hour registered Hatha yoga and Ayurvedic teacher, as well as a cacao ceremony and drum circle practitioner. She is so awesome. Along with all of that, she is a musician, and I love how she describes herself as a lifelong student. So today with Victoria, we're talking all about plant medicine. This is an episode that I am really, really, really excited for because I think that while mental health, of course, has to deal with... um, our brains. (laughs) It also has so much to do with our physical health. So on this podcast, the focus is mental health and self-care, but physical wellness has so much to do with that. And plant medicine and how we treat our bodies is such an important part of this. So we're going to be talking about this way more on the podcast to come, but I think this episode is a perfect way to really start that discussion by introducing you, if you're not already familiar with things like Ayurveda and basic plant medicine techniques that you can use to help heal your body and just in general, treat your body a little bit nicer. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And here's my interview with Victoria Gonzalez. Hi, Victoria, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited you're here today. We're going to talk all about healing through plant medicine and energy work. So to get us started, why don't you just introduce yourself and how you got to working with plant medicine and energy work? My name is Victoria Gonzalez, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And I have been doing energy work since I was a child, um, before I really even knew what that was really called. Um, I would always have like animals come to me. And then I got older and I had started, I did my yoga teacher training and I did a lot of yoga nidra Mm. and, and that sleep yoga, which is basically accessing the deeper levels of consciousness that we have you're being guided down into that. And it was very healing for me. You know, it healed a lot of my sleep. It healed a lot of my anxiety. And and so during one of these meditations, I went, I, I, in the visualization of it, I was floating away from like Gaia, like mother earth. Right. And it was beautiful. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like look stunning this is right. And all of a sudden I hit this barrier of some sort within the meditation. And I was, I could move then I stopped floating. It was almost like I had hit some sort of like glass ceiling or like an energetic barrier to where I was like in my dream. I started like, you know, wrestling myself around, trying to look the other way, trying to see where I was trying to go, but couldn't see. And, um, it, I finally wriggled myself around and I was looking at the universe. And it was really powerful. And I realized when I woke up that if I want to access other um, basically dimensions, you know, Mm -hmm. outside of what I know, I'm going to need some sort of assistance with that. You know, it was a very educated choice. And so a dear friend of mine and I decided that we were going to go to Joshua Tree. I was living in California at the time and we're going to do mushrooms, you know, it's a very gentle into that. I trusted her deeply. She had had experience with them before and she was going to hold space for me so that I could access the other parts of my brain that I wasn't able to access on my own through meditation, through, you know, um, astral projection, all of these things that I had been working with. Mm -hmm. And then just like grandma does, um, 
my uh, ayahuasca got presented to me instead of the mushrooms by divine happenstance. Mm-hmm. Um, a dear friend of hers called her up and was like, Hey, we're going to be coming through. Like, and it was this, it's this very sacred tribe that I ended up working with later. Um, you know, and you should bring your friends. And he didn't know at the time, or he's, you know, quote unquote, had no idea who I was, but I went and it was the most profound experience that I had had up to that point. And so came this like love affair with plants and what they are able to show us and give us access to within ourselves, you know, in a way that no other medium had ever been able to do before. So that was a little bit of a long-winded answer, but so is life, you know, like I've been on this journey now for almost a decade and it's been really, really beautiful. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's how I got into it was all this stuff. So, you know, an energy, energy healing comes, the, the plants are giving off energy too, and they will teach you how to heal through your thoughts, through your, um, touches. You realize that all of the senses that we've been giving are incredibly sacred and that you can use them for all of these different ways to heal as well. So, um, It's, it's been a beautiful journey so far. <laughs> so before we dive deep into like healing plants and how that affects our hormones and everything, can you also totally. give us a little bit of info? Like I know you, you're in a band, right? And you play music I and all that. <laughs> do music. Yeah. Yeah. Sound. I mean, it's all vibration. Everything on this earth, you know, is vibration energy. And so I've always loved music ever since I was a kid. I definitely chose to be born into the right family because every single one of my family members is a musician, whether it be my grandmother who was a concert pianist or mother who was a, you know, a soprano, you know, with an opera company or my dad who was a nationally recognized choir director, like my sister, who's this incredible angel, you know, like beautiful voice. All of my uncles are singers, like everybody sings or some sort of access to music or connection to music. That's so cool. And so I, it's such a blessing really, because if I had been born into any other family, I wouldn't have necessarily had all of that access. And so, um, I've been doing music, musical theater, jazz. I recently got into like working with bands doing like bluegrass and country. And, you know, I like to do background vocals. I also write for myself and that has more of like folky uh mental Joan Baez sound to it so you know music's just music and the vibration that it gets expressed in is depending on who else is in the room yeah and I love how you know like you said it's all energy it all kind of ties together you're able to bridge totally both works and um I think what we're going to get into today will be very interesting for a lot of people (laughs) especially those who might not know a lot about it so Totally. Um, can you tell us how mental health and um, diseases, for lack of a better word, though I know you do call it something else, is yeah. connected with hormones and the food we're eating and how we can maybe heal by changing our normal routines and habits? Oh my. So, oh my gosh. There's <laughs> such a potential for healing and all of that. There's, you know, consumption of food, energy, entertainment the screen that you're staring at, everything causes a chemical reaction within the body. 
every single one of those things does. Whether you're looking at a screen late at night, those are causing neurons to go off within your brain, you know, which also are connected to, I mean, it's just to waking up first thing in the morning and instead of having water, you're having coffee, which mm. automatically puts your body on, you know, a certain pathway throughout the day, you know? So, oh, so, <laughs> and all of all of these chemical reactions are what cause um, your fluctuation within your mood, within how you're going to have a good day, whether or not you're, you know, you woke up in a bad mood. Well, there's a really good way. There's, there are easy ways to fix that. You know, you know, a lot of that has to do, your thought processes count cause so many reactions within the body as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so as far as, you know, mental health and a day to day regulating your diet is the number one way then that that's the number one thing that you have control over. Yeah. You can, you can have control over what you are consuming. Um, and the easiest one to start with, because we're, you know, bombarded with so many images and energies and entities outside of ourselves. You know, the one thing that we do have control over for sure is what we're putting into our body. So sugar, um, not all sugar is created equal, you know, not all carbs are created equal. You know, um, there's lots of different theories about what you should be putting into your body as opposed to like a keto diet or a paleo or blah, 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 blah. You know, like I get so frustrated with all of that because it's like, there, I'm super into Ayurveda as well. I know that that's something that you're into, and yeah, I I'm really into it. it. It took a while for me to like really grasp it. I absolutely. learned about it during my yoga teacher training, and it yeah. was kind of like, okay, this is cool. And then I kind of <laughs> forgot about it. And then um, I mentioned to you before we started recording, but I've been on sort of like a functional medicine um, healing process to heal yeah. anxiety, allergies migraines among a bunch of other stuff. And totally. I, I don't explicitly use Ayurveda necessarily, but somehow, um, I just started, like I became more aware of it and really tried to learn it. So I actually picked up Sahara Rose's Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda and I read the whole thing. <laughs> and finally I now like understand it. <laughs> and totally. it, it's funny too, because, um, I, I would, I would, safely say that a lot of people listening to this podcast right now probably are not familiar with Ayurveda but um yeah. so for reference it's kind of like the medicine system that goes along with yoga it's basically just like the ancient Indian practice of medicine mm -hmm. and um now that I know it I like I'm always um like trying to guess people's doshas and trying to figure out like, what I need <laughs> but it, why I like it is because it when you learn it, you can really get more in tune with your body and what your body yes. is. So I, and that's know, the number one thing I would always advise with absolutely. anyone trying to control their hormones or anxiety or allergies or anything is you are going to have to create a relationship with your body. You're going to have to work on that every single day. And that has to be part of your self care absolutely. because to get, to put it into somebody else's hands is, is ignorant. Um, it's also quite arrogant to think that you can just like, not that you don't have to do that, you know, because you're living inside of that body. This body was given to you. So, 
you're going to have to, I'm sorry. You're going to, if you're not willing to change what has caused the mala or the diseases, then there's no way that you're going to ever heal them. Exactly. And I think, I, no way. I, I know for my case, like I, um, sometimes people will develop depression or anxiety based on an external factor. So for instance, like mm-hmm. death in the family or just like very difficult life situation. But oh. sometimes, and I know it was the case for me, like it's, um, I think I'm genetically disposed to it, but, um, at the same time, I know it's related to diet and lifestyle factors and things mm-hmm. like that, whether or not the symptoms will show. Because yeah. I lived a lot of my life like with quote unquote no anxiety, or at least it wasn't like front and center. And then mm-hmm. I suddenly got it again. And now in the past year, when I've done a lot of healing of my actual body and my gut and taking adaptogenic herbs, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly, I now like ha- have way less anxiety symptoms. So, um, why I love to talk about this topic is just because it kind of shows, I think a lot of people when they're diagnosed, they maybe think like, well, this is it now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's I'm almost gonna... like someone just like gives you a final bill and they're like, this is it. This is your life. And it's yeah. like, no, yeah. you have the ability to change your life every single moment. Exactly. You exactly. do. You are not tied to any friggin' label. I'm just like, I almost curse, but cause I, you can curse. I'm a sailor. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I get mad when people put labels on people, you know what I mean? Only because that's some way we learn. That's, that's a childhood elementary based learning system of putting labels. Like this is a cow. This is a cat. This is a dog. And so then we try and translate that over to human interactions and we're a lot more complicated than this is cat this is dog this is you know so you can one thing one day and be something the next day no one says and you get to regenerate your body every seven years so who's to say that you are stuck the only way that you get stuck in something is in your head absolutely and you got it you got to change your thoughts you got to change the way that you think about it and then a lot of that comes from educating yourself. Yeah. So now you mentioned, um, of course, diet is a big part of this, and we can use watch our sugar and, and things like that. Yeah. And they, they all affect how our bodies react and therefore might affect our gut and other imbalances and, and also affect our mental health because of that. Mm-hmm. So what are some foods or just dietary things that you might say for people to keep in mind when they may be dealing with? Uh, mental health issues, whether it's anxiety, depression, anything like that? Well, when it comes to that kind of thing, it all is what is in, for lack of a better word, triggering anxiety and the depression and whatever, you know, everyone is so freaking complicated. Like my, my depression is caused first and foremost about how I'm feeling about my body. Like Mm -hmm. I have dealt with depression and anxiety my whole life too. It's not going anywhere, but I know how to manage it now. So for me, a lot of it is in what I'm putting in my body. So the first thing I put in my body, which is an Ayurvedic practice, is warm lemon water. First thing in the morning. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is the first, it alkalines your body immediately. It like jumpstarts your liver and it's like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's like the first thing that, and I'm saying thank you to my liver too, because my God, the amount of crap that I put into my body. I'm I'm surprised that it's even able to keep going. You know what I mean? It's not like, 
Oh, so I'm so <laughs> blessed to have a body that just keeps going and going. You know, I don't have major health issues, you know, which is incredible considering the amount of literally the amount of shit I put into myself. So, um, I think we I, all, like, we all can relate to that too, just based on like right? all the because, processed foods uh, that we eat, like even what's going on your skin, like your oh my hair gosh. and your yes. face products, like those are all loaded with chemicals and the processed yes. food that we eat, like Soda, none of that helps. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's part of society. Like that's just what, we eat and what we do. So Absolutely. becoming conscious of that is also, yeah, I think it's step in, in this process yeah. to kind of detox the body and treat it nicely. Absolutely. So lemon water is great for any dosha. It's basically great for anybody. Um, uh, the, the main thing I would say is start off with that. Get yourself on something. They have within the Ayurvedic practices, there can be what is called like a macro, which is um, basically where you put yourself on a very simple diet. And it's good for any dosha. It's good for any body type. And dosha is like a body type in yeah. Ayurvedic practice. Can you give us anyone... like a, a crash course on the doshas just in case? Because <laughs> like I said, so you got, we're talking you about it. have vata and pitta and kapha. <laughs> I, I, I see, I read energy more than I do like physical body type. Kaphas move slowly yeah. there, but they have incredibly strong bodies. Like it's the, the gut of a kapha can basically take anything, which I'm a kapha, which I am very happy for, which is a blessing, but also, um, a curse in a way because my metabolism takes a little bit to get going, but right. once it gets going, it's really great. Um, in terms of the personalities that come along with kapha, cause it's not just, you know, your physical body type. It has to do with your energetic body. Right. Is what they're really talking about. Um, they're usually, you know, softer natured. They don't, they're not so easy to rise to anger, you know, they're, um, but because of that, they can get, they can be more prone to depression, you know, because they're moving slower. Like, you know, there's just, there's that. And then you have the pittas, which is fire. Um, oh, I'm, I should say the elements that are related with these. So yeah, kapha is water and I believe earth. And then Pitta is fire and earth as well. Um, Pitta is like spicy food. Pitta is that fireball friend that you have. You know, Pittas um, tend to be more energetic. They are um, lighthearted, very fiery people. Like I just automatically, I think of fire when I think of Pitta doshas. And then you go to Vata which is more in the mind, which is more like creative. their airy. Yeah. Well, well, all of them, all of them can be definitely cr- creative. Um, they're more prone to anxiety because they're very, they're very wrapped up in their head. Um, they are air. If you think element of air, they're constantly moving around. Air is the element that spreads the seeds, you know, like they're the ones. And so because of that can be considered scatterbrained or, you know, they have a tendency to have anxiety and like, I've met a lot of Vata who are very high strong. Um, and, but they tend to have like, they have a weaker musculature, muscular, um, skeletal system. So like you go to the other side, which is Kapha and they're incredibly strong bones. They carry weight heavier. A lot of Vatas tend to be very thin. And then the Pitta is like, in, is like 
between. Now, if you have imbalance within any of these doshas, it can manifest in a gajillion different ways, which is how I have what I like to call malas. It's a very Spanish word. Um, but it's just like these bad energy centers within the body. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about the chakras as well. Um, and they're all related to that. So if you're talking about relating the energetic system that a lot of people seem to be uh, familiar with now, which is really cool, <laughs> the chakra system, um, kapha is probably root to stomach uh, or root to ego, I should say, to um, one to three, depending on however you're num- <laughs> numberizing <laughs> that. Um, and then I would say pitta is probably, you know, uh, the solar plexus up to the throat and then Vata lives in the head. It's mm-hmm. just all like throat up into like the crown. Yeah. Um, that's like a crash course, but yeah. it's, it's, it's such, you know, <laughs> yeah, I would is, encourage anyone who finds this mildly incredible. Interesting. Yeah, definitely yes. like do a deep dive, f- get the book that I got. And Sahara Rose also has a podcast where she talks about Ayurveda a lot. Um, yeah. it's, it's so, so interesting. I personally am a Vata Pitta. You can be combo of both yeah, I'm a kapha pitta yes yeah. exactly yeah and I totally get that because I have so much fire in my chart yeah and yet I have a really freaking strong body I'm just incredible it's insane yeah. <laughs> I'm very I'm very grateful <laughs> but again it's it's really interesting because it's just another way you can get to know your body and therefore know like you were kind of hinting at like kapha their digestion if you get to know your body type and your dosha you'll then know okay like is my digestion slow? Like vatas will tend to be constipated. Pittas will tend to be like not diarrhea. Uh, yeah. Diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Was- I'm just going to say it. If we yeah. can say shit, we're going to say diarrhea. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like if either of those resonate with you, then you can learn what foods will help ease that with your mm-hmm. dosha, what will work for your body type and whatnot. Um, so yeah, super, super interesting. I'm curious. And it's thousands of years old. We're not talking about some person that decided that like, Oh, I'm going to put myself into ketosis. And like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's really, really hard on your organs. Having that much program protein going through there, like animal fat protein is very different than plant protein, you know, and knowing the difference is part of the education that you should give yourself in order to determine what to feed it. But this is a thousand, like thousands of years old practice, you know, and their number one ingredient in food is turmeric and cardamom. And that combination is the number one anti-inflammatory that I can think of, of the herbs, you know, we haven't even dived into the herbs that they use in order to like promote. (laughs) Let's talk all about herbs now. I just, okay. So we're going into plants. This is plant medicine. This is using plants in order to heal yourself. It doesn't have to be tree. It doesn't have to be psychedelics, which are really fun, which is something we can absolutely talk about. I think this is a different kind of plant medicine. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, when they hear plant medicine, they might think like, that sounds a little like woo woo. I don't know, but it's literally (laughs) like, um, herbs, like spicing your foods, maybe like taking supplements. Like it's, it's, you got an upset stomach, drink some mint tea, literally just get some mint leaves and put them in hot water. And you just made yourself some sort of elixir that not only is going to calm your stomach, but it'll calm your nerves. It'll open up your respiratory system. 
which I'm sorry, the heart speeds up when it feels like it's not getting enough air. People will cough when the heart feels and the system feels like they're not getting enough air Mm. and that causes anxiety within the body. Yeah. And that, you know, my gosh, I mean, yeah, you don't have to tell me that. I actually asked my allergy doctor once, can I have anxiety induced asthma? And she was like, yup. And I was like, okay, because I already know that I have that. (laughs) I was like, when I feel anxious, I like feel like my asthma gets worse. And then when my asthma gets worse, I get more anxious because I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. It's just like a total cycle. When you get anxious, your heart tends to beat faster. The heart thrives on oxygenated blood. And if it's not getting enough, it'll start panicking because it's like, it's getting scared. Literally you have fear that can live in any part of your body and the body starts reacting to that. And then you all of a sudden you can't breathe, which is really what you need to do. It's, oh, it's, the body is incredible. Like if I can just say that for a sec, this beautiful body that you've been given is incredible. The capacity for healing, capacity for like, the feats, the amount of weight that you can actually lift, the fact that a woman can like take energy and make a child out of it. Like we are incredible creatures. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we're just one species on this incredible planet that we've been giving to inhabit. Like we have so much to learn. The minute the thing the moment that you think you know everything, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> you <don't. laughs> there's so much to learn, you know? Absolutely. So if anyway, we were sorry. to look at people who are dealing with anxiety and depression, and now I don't know if you would kind of like group these out separately or if you'd put mm-hmm. them together, but what plants can we use to help heal? Um, see that that's really, that's incredibly complicated because it all depends on what is going on with that person. Yeah. If I were to do an energy read of somebody, um, because usually anxiety and depression come hand in hand with each other. They do because, and I think it gets pretty, it can be pretty fundamental in my experience that if you have anxiety about anything is usually because you have a fear of the future. You have a fear of what's to come. You know, a lot of anxiety can be brought on by that. Mm-hmm. Um, depression is literally living in the past. Like you are so like, you're just on this mind wheel in your head about things that you should have done or like, you know, you're shooting all over yourself. Mm. And um, I, I, I don't like it when people they should. I'm like, oh, really? Like, you're going to tell me what I should do? First of all, that's just my Leo. Like, no, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) But, you know, to tell them that they should have done this or they should have done that. Well, you know what? I didn't. I chose to do something else. So don't, shooting to me is shaming someone. And Mm -hmm. that may be a little aggressive for someone out there and I trigger them. But I, I think that taking that word out of your vocabulary can do a whole, talk about a mindfulness practice. Woof. Um, as far as plants go, I would say, start with the basics, start incorporating teas into your everyday, take out processed foods and sugars. I know that that's hard. And can you explain why that's so necessary? Well, I don't trust anything that's man-made anyway, right? So most processed sugars have also come from machines Mm. and there's, um, 
everything's energy, right? We've been talking about that. So if I have a machine making my food, does that then make me into a machine? If I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you are receiving the energy that was put into that food when it was being created. You know, nothing tastes better than a home homemade meal, right? Right. It's because it was made with love. My mama may not be the best pick to everybody else, but my God, my mama's home cooking is awesome because it's made with love. Everything is energy. So if you have, you know, some guy who hates their job working at, you know, a Jack in the box, bless heart, and he hates his job and he's cursing the, he sees you order and he's like, oh, and he automatically starts cursing while making your food. All of that energy is around your food. So it's then you put inside of your body. How could you not absorb some of that unless mm-hmm. you're just, you know, but I feel like that's, that's just undeniable that you're going to absorb that. And if you can process that out, more power to you. I want to know how, because I friggin' love curly fries. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, you know, it all is in what, how is the food that you are preparing going to affect your body? So if you get up and you put something into the microwave, you're literally destroying all of the nutrients in that food that might have been there. This is getting, you know, literally like vaporized out. It's just gone. You know, there has to be a pro it's just, that's just such a complicated answer. <laughs> I didn't ah. ever even answer the question. And I'm like, eh, it's this, this point and this point and this point, but like, there's a lot all, to it. Yeah. There's a lot. It's so complex and it depends on everybody's system. You know, like I have a a way of being that has been created since the day I was born, right? Like I have an energetic system in place that started from the day I was born. Actually, even before that, because I was created inside of my grandmother's home. So you got to think about that too. What are you, what have you inherited? Mm. My mother, when she was conceived and in my grandmother's womb, created me because as women we have our eggs you know from the time from before we were born which means that I was inside of her which means that I have absorbed all of her energy too and my grandmother's you know so like interesting you say that because I was (sighs) listening to I think I was listening to another podcast where they were saying the exact same thing like we carry the energy of all of our ancestors basically and we and we have so to get freaking through, true. Yeah, we have to get through everything that they're carrying as well when we're dealing yeah. with our own stuff. I mean, there's a reason why my body looks like my mother's. There's a reason why my mother's body looks like her mother's. You know, we carry energy in the same way that they do. And I remember being a very young child and recognizing this. And I made my sister and my cousin promise me, because we were very close growing up, that we were going to be the ones that broke the cycle, that we were going to be the ones that took care of this, you know, and that's all our ancestral stuff and like our family stuff. But, you know, you get to choose that, you know, you, yeah, you may have inherited blah, 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 blah. But guess what? You can change everything about your body, the chemistry, the way that you think, you know, people have been shown to change their DNA with certain medicine practices, depending on how far into the DNA you're going. So like, Every anything's possible. The only thing that's standing in your way is your mind. 
And that's where depression and anxiety usually come from is in the mind. Yeah. So regulating your hormones, you know, is number one. And as a female, I'm going to say it, you got to get off of the artificial hormones first and foremost, whether that be from birth control and IUD, um, you know, the consumption of animals, there's a lot of hormones in that, you know? So if you have the ability to go to a local butcher who doesn't do that to his cows and his eggs and his chickens and goats or rabbits and everything that you choose to eat, then that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm actually someone who I function better when I eat animals. It just is what it is. But that means also that I have a social and personal responsibility to make sure that I'm doing that um, ethically. Right. You know, yeah. and you know, that, that honestly removes a lot of blockages within my energy system was getting really responsible about that. Um, my body really likes leafy greens. So I got to make sure I'm giving myself and what's in there, all of the minerals that we need, you know, there's over a hundred minerals that we need a day. Have you been doing that because that is number one in brain function. Yeah. Minerals and fats. Now I'm curious too. I kind of want to play like a little devil's advocate in that. I think maybe some people, especially in the music industry where people are either just trying hard to make ends meet or they're simply like a lot of people are probably on tour on the road or traveling very frequently and trying not to spend a ton of money on food and or don't Mm -hmm. always have access to the healthiest stuff. Um, So hearing this might sound like stressful. (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) Totally. Oh, how can I, how can I eat healthy? Like if this is going to be good for my mental health and just my body in general, but like, I don't know how to, to do this feasibly. Do you have any tips for how we can make sure we're getting this stuff in without breaking? Number one is educating yourself about your body. Okay. So what do you need Touring, I know, is aggressive on the body, especially on the mind, because your body needs a lot of rest when you're touring. You you can get sick really easily if you're not staying hydrated, if you're not, um, you know, eating the right kind of foods. I would say if you're on a budget, for sure, because I mean, we all should, I mean, I think that part of discipline is putting yourself on a budget, no matter how much money you have. You know, you, there is no need, there's no need to live in a poor mindset about that. Um, that's another way that you can change your thinking, but meal prepping is going to become your best friend. And that also gives you the opportunity to give yourself all of the nutrients that you need. And meal prepping actually is quite budget friendly. Um, I would also say teas or herbs can become your best friends as well. It's amazing. You know, sometimes people do fasts on teas. Sometimes people do, people do fasts on water, you know, and it's not to say you're not going to starve. You know, that takes a really long time. What you're actually going to do is start healing yourself, which is crazy. And bass backwards from anything that we've ever been taught, but your body doesn't need all that freaking food. <laughs> like yeah. it just, Sometimes it doesn't, especially if it doesn't have nutrients in it. It's just waste going in to become more waste and it can sit in your digestive tract, which is a huge, can be a huge cause for hormonal imbalances is waste in the gut. 
Do you My practice gosh. fasting regularly? I do intermittent fasting and I try and do one day a week where I only drink water. Now I am also purging a lot of stuff in my own personal journey. I am, you know, shedding eons, eons of crap. <laughs> so it, it take my, my journey is going to be different from yours or the other person. Now, you know, it, it's all going to be different. So I try and give my body a rest. If I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to drink water. Um, there's no reason to feed your body when it's not actually hungry. Now, if you're hungry, you, you gotta be prepared then for that hunger. And I, that's where meal prepping can be your best friend. Cause you've already got a freaking meal, like right there in front of you. That's healthy for you. It's usually already cooked. And all you have to do is warm it up. Right. And that negates the whole worrying about what am I going to eat? Blah, blah, blah. Like do yourself, do your future self a favor <laughs> and meal prep. Just take one night a week. And that it's all in the discipline though. Life mastery of this life is in your daily habits, which is discipline. And if you're not willing to make those choices into habits, you know, then you got to be prepared with the consequences of that. That's just how it goes. Um, multivitamins are not really going to be your friend. They don't really digest that well in the body. And it's hard. Your body doesn't want to absorb all of its nutrients through a pill. <laughs> and sometimes it's better to have your greens first thing in the morning and have your carbs in the evening or like have your, you know, high protein in the morning. Like everyone's body is going to be different. So, I, I mean, it's, it's so specific to someone's constitution yeah, and what they have going on in there every day. But those are some great general tips. I mean, like water in the morning, like you mentioned, will get your digestive system flowing and in general, yeah. just hydrate you, you know, meal prepping. That's somewhat something anyone can follow intermittent fasting, which for anyone who's not familiar is like fasting for 12 to 14 hours, basically overnight. So you eat dinner and then you don't eat anything else until breakfast the next day. It's basically True. as simple as that. Um, although, you know, a lot of people who maybe are snackers or just tend to eat breakfast super, super early as soon as they get up might have a shorter period. But if you right. go a little bit longer be uh, before you eat breakfast in the morning, it just gives your body more downtime to heal itself. Um, right. And those are all things that anybody can practice no matter what their body constitution is. And then right. from there, once you get to learn your body a little bit more, you can know what foods work well for your body, what foods don't work well for your body and begin to incorporate that into your regular routine. Absolutely. And that breaking the fast, that breakfast, 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 breaking a fast is just as important as drinking water first thing in the morning. Water does not cause a hormonal change within the body. If anything, it just goes in and it hydrates all of your organs. I always, I always think of like, drinking water first thing in the morning as you remember on spongebob the movie when he like gets left out in the sun and he gets like like really like <laughs> dried out like i imagine then like me giving my organs water first thing in the morning yeah is like literally throwing spongebob back into the ocean <laughs> you know what i mean because yes. it's been doing it never stops working like the body is still going when we're when the mind is asleep you yeah. know so it's been working all night and it, it's like giving oil to your car. Like it 
needs that lubrication. Um, first thing in the morning is if you want to have a healthy meal, like have some fucking fruit. That is like the best thing for your body first thing in the morning. Yeah. I do a smoothie every morning and I'm like huge advocate of that. Absolutely. And smoothies are also a really great place to get herbs in. Mm -hmm. Like if you, I like taking motherwort and mugwort and I just recently got on artichoke oil, which I friggin' love. Um, It's good for my body. I also love maca root because helps me heal some of my hormonal stuff within my reproductive system. I love uh, chlorophyll. Yes. Chlorophyll. It's like plant blood. (laughs) So it's like the green in all of those greens. I get it every other month. It's $23. That lasts me two months and I can just add it to my water and I'm getting greens just like that. And it's helping you produce red blood cells, which is how you stay healthy. Like, it's just like, ugh. it's not as difficult as it seems. It doesn't cost a lot. It just takes education. Yeah. Educate yourself about it. Absolutely. And I actually love that you mentioned like putting chlorophyll in your water. And there's a lot of um, like fruit and vegetable blends out there as well that you totally. can have. I know I love um, Dr. Cabral's equilibrium nutrition products and he has a daily fruit and vegetable blend. Um, I personally have not tried that one, but it's just an example that like, if you are on tour or just like very, very bad at <laughs> cooking yet and, still <laughs> and figuring that out, something like that, while it might cost a little bit more for a product that seems simple, like that will make sure that you're getting all of the daily nutrients in that you need to get in so that you don't have to worry about that. And then from that baseline, you could just keep working towards a healthier body and therefore a healthier mind. Totally. Absolutely. Cause it's all connected. Yeah. You got, you know, you got at least two minds working with you. You got your gut and then you got your actual head and <laughs> they both work very different yeah. <laughs> from each other. Yeah. But Isn't not, it- a, a, but not independently. That's, that's important. Yeah. They're all connected. So before we wrap up, I know that you do cacao ceremonies. Am I right? I do. <laughs> I do. That's another plant medicine I love to work with. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm so curious about that. I've heard a lot about cacao and cacao ceremonies, but never really like gotten the full info on like what happens, what, Absolutely. what happens when you do it and why is it so healing? So on a scientific, so I always like to start with the science, you know, cause I feel like that's something that most people are like, Oh, science, huh? listen now, whatever. Um, so <laughs> from a scientific point of view, raw cacao goes in and it opens up the heart, like literally all of it helps expand your blood vessels that automatically goes in and helps increase the strength of the heart, meaning like how much it is pumping the blood through that can help get rid of cholesterol that can help get nutrients from one end of the body to the other. That's just science. That's what that superfood does. That's raw cacao. It is not chocolate. Chocolate is very different. Chocolate has a lot of sugar in it and probably milk, which is just an entire other equilibrium of chemicals going into your body. That is going to be, have a very different after effect. So, but cacao tastes basically as good as chocolate. <laughs> oh, especially if you put a bunch of delicious herbs inside of it, like cinnamon, which is really, really good for regulating your blood sugar. Anyone with diabetes, you can put sugar and not sugar cinnamon into anything and it will literally help balance you out. It's so incredible. I also like putting cardamom inside of my cacao 
Turmeric is great. Those are both anti-inflammatory. It's both really good for the blood sugar as well, um, which helps regulate anxiety and depression for sure. Um, what else do I put it? I love putting fennel root into it. I like putting um, cayenne. Oh, oh my gosh. Nothing is delicious as chocolate and spice. <laughs> um, cayenne is really good also because it also goes in and it helps raise your metabolism. It's a spicy food. So any, the way that spice reacts in your body is all different. So you're putting all of those herbs into like this pure molten chocolate, right? That you have just added water to because the chocolate that you will get if it's raw is like oil. It's like oil. Yes, <laughs> it is. You can see the white, you can see the oil in it because it's mm -hmm. so pure. And you just mix that with warm water and then you have this incredibly rich, quote unquote, hot chocolate, right? Yeah. So we've already looked at the science behind it. It goes in and it opens up the heart, literally, physically. You can feel it doing it. Your heart will stop pumping faster. So on an energetic point of view, how we can approach it like that is it's opening up your heart chakra. It's opening up your ability to feel love, your ability to reach people with love, all of that. So one of the, my favorite observations in all of the cacao ceremonies that I've held is that these strangers will walk into a room just like ready to sip some chocolate, you know, and maybe pull some cars because I do tarot as well. But like all of a sudden they're sharing these deep rooted love paradigm, either wounds or victories with an entire room of strangers and everyone bonds with each other in that way in the heart. Because not only is their physical heart open, their energetic heart is wide open. And that can be really scary for some people, having an open heart. And I totally understand because it is a very fragile, energetic place within the body. You know, a knife to the heart kills you almost instantly. Sharp words from someone that you love can feel like someone just punched you in the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, these are all energetic, but also physical things. So. I like to incorporate music into the cacao ceremonies simply because music has this incredible way of shifting energy and vibration. And when you're opening up the heart, you want it to be a safe space. Yeah, it has to be a safe space or else you're also inviting energy to somebody's heart that might not be beneficial for them. Yeah. And you also have to read the room. You know, if you can feel that, and you know, I wouldn't recommend some girl going in and cacao and just being like, Hey guys, let's like have random people come and like drink cacao with us. Because if you don't know how to read another person's energy and be able to understand that maybe this person is carrying some serious heart wounds that they might then project out into the group, you don't want someone else to carry that with them. From that space. The point is to heal that within mm -hmm. that space. Right. So there have been some people that I, you know, they wanted to come to a group and I'm just like, you know what, maybe it's going to be better for you and I to do this first. And, you know, and those can be some of the most therapeutic sessions that I've had with people that they're able just to pour out their heart. Cause I don't take it away with me. I remember the experience, but I choose, I have energetic blocks up, so I don't absorb the energy. Um, it's an incredibly power and it's not hallucinogen. It's not 
anything that is going to affect the mind where you feel like you're having visions, but it is so profound. The effect that this superfood plant that starts off as a fruit (laughs) that looks very similar to coffee, um, have, and it, the, my favorite is watching the people and how they bond from that one circle and then they still carry on in each other's lives and they check in on each other because you've shared your heart with somebody. Yeah. And that's just, it's lovely. It's, it's lovely because it's, yeah. it's that kind of energy that's going to help heal not only us as individuals, but then, you know, if you and I heal something between us, then we then start creating a web and the web can spread everywhere, you know? Yeah. And the thing that connects us then is our heart energy. And that, one of the most powerful forces in this world is the heart. The heart can reach massive distances. I love that's a great I mean, place to end on. Yeah. It's so, yeah. So good. So you're in Nashville, right? Can people catch you doing a cacao ceremony anytime soon? Or I am. I'm not at the moment. I've been concentrating more on music and coffee. I have a budding coffee. Um, I actually teach barista classes, which is very fun. Uh, so I haven't been doing it as much here. I also have a really hard time sourcing pure cacao to Nashville. In mm-hmm. LA, it was quite simple. Um, I could get it anywhere. <laughs> uh, but I haven't really dug it in here in Nashville. I am super open to it. I love it. I do have cacao that I serve to myself in the morning. That's another thing that I love to do is putting cacao in my coffee. It automatically heals a bunch of stuff for me. So yeah, if anyone's interested, please hit me up. I would love to come and hold that kind of space again. And I'll bring all of the herbs and all of the plants to come and play. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on here today, Victoria. And where can we connect with you, especially for anyone in Nashville who wants to do a cacao ceremony? (laughs) I am on Instagram as I am Victoria Gonzalez. Um, And you are more than welcome. I have it on private just because I keep, I have very strong boundaries up just to make sure that I'm protected because the only way I'm the only one that's going to do that. Um, but request me. And you know, if you want to send me a DM and like, let me know that you heard about it through this and I will absolutely let you start following me and we can set something up. If you're interested in following me in a more professional way, I'm on Nashville barista classes and you can also contact me through that. Perfect. Awesome. This was a, such a great conversation. I think we had a lot of little tidbits that people can take away and learn from and, you know, upgrade their health and their mental health through these natural healing techniques. The earth gave them to us. Might as well use them. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Victoria. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. You too. Bye.